Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Hopefully you guys can't tell, I've tried to get a little bit of stuff up. We're actually in a brand new location, and I've tried to put up a little bit of sound dampening before we recorded for the first time here. Uh, There'll be a lot more done, uh, but this will be an opportunity for us to stream more as well uh, in this new space. I have noticed um, the soundproof curtains over the bathrooms and the uh, window. That makes it sound like we're recording just like in a public restroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, the soundproof curtains over the stalls and... uh, uh, sequestering those who need to wash their hands. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I wondered what all these like curtains and the egg crate foam and all that stuff was for. I probably shouldn't have just hung up all these gongs, huh? <laughs> it was really strange when you started placing all your eggs in those in well, the foam on the wall. I mean, it's called like egg crate foam. I thought it was to hold eggs. And everyone, by the way, just be very gentle moving around here. I have to say your collection of Fabergé is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Also, that it's on the walls. How did you get them to just stay on the right? on the wall? That's really right? impressive. I know. Thank you. Uh, okay, so my favorite of the fan art so far, my personal favorite, has been debuted uh, because we were joking about <laughs> growing Jake's cars in a test tube, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then art of that got submitted, and I laughed so hard I was in tears. So um, uh, thank you for that. I think, I think that was, it was Bam. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Bam, Thanks, God bless Bam. you. That you got me. He got me real good in the funny gut. I really like the dark one where it's the three of you kind of standing together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, one is good. Mr. Joel Shutt. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I love that one. I think that's my favorite one so far. Yeah. Um, I describe it as simple yet elegant. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. It sounds like he's describing the new Nissan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very it's a very aerodynamic picture. We like it very much. Yes. Uh, I, I particularly like that one because I don't know what it is about Jake in that picture in particular, but it's exactly what I imagine uh, the rendition of Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I should do Abraham Lincoln for something. 
before I get rid of before I shave all of this off, yeah. I need yeah. to add that one to the rotation oh, somehow. Dude. Like President's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Just every I'm gonna go hang out in front of a mattress store and you know, wave to everybody, invite them in. <laughs> or even better, like, you know, in front of, you know, a tax service. You know, they always have like, you know, the Statue of Liberty or somebody dressed as the Statue of Liberty in front. You could be, you know, president. And go just here. start a brawl with yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Is <laughs> yeah. that where we're going with this? Yeah. Just start spinning signs. Just you versus Uncle Sam. <laughs> that's a that's a surprisingly on point political commentary right there. <laughs> oh my God. Abraham Lincoln just kicking the shit out of Uncle Sam. <laughs> As you guys are hearing this, you've actually got about five days if you're interested in submitting for the fan art contest. Uh, again, you can send us submissions at the cast at the Art of your favorite moment or your favorite character, your favorite NPC, kind of whatever tickles your fancy. We got one that was a uh, IPT instructional sign that they hang around the building uh, that informed everyone to keep their shotguns pointed at the monster and not in the air. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so again, the deadline for that is Sunday, uh, and we will uh, enter your name if you submit into a drawing for one of our hoodies, and then everybody who submits something will get a little something from us for the effort. Um, I don't really think that we can start the show without mentioning the loss of Stan Lee. I don't think there's anybody at this table, let alone anybody probably listening, that has not been influenced uh, by Stan Lee. I know a lot of people like to sh- kind of share stories um, or their, you know, as part of their grieving process. I actually listened today to the newest episode of uh, what used to be Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith's podcast, but now it's called Fat Man Beyond. Um, and it was almost two hours of a tribute to Stan Lee, just him telling stories and then audience members telling stories. And there was a ton of people from the audience, uh, names that you would remember, but I had not realized how close Kevin Smith and Stanley were, and it was one of the most cathartic things I've done with two hours of my life. I was walking my dog at like three o'clock in the afternoon, just openly weeping, listening to some of these stories. Um, so if, if you are someone who enjoys that process uh, when it comes to mourning someone that you love or someone that's important, that episode of Fat Man on Batman was phenomenal. It's a great listen. Um, one of my favorite quotes actually from Stanley uh, is actually about entertainment. I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges or going into medical careers. And then I began to realize entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. And that really kind of sums up for me why I do half the things, more than half the things I do in my life. Um, And it's definitely a big part of why this is so important to me. Um, So for everyone who listens, uh, thank you so much for choosing to spend a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour with us every week. Uh, And thank you to the guys at the table for being here every week. So I think we're going to go out in a slightly different fashion. Uh, We're going to take a moment of silence for Stan Lee, and then we'll go into the recap. And I'm going to point over at the obituary. It's Dr. White. We got him killed. He was brought back. He's the Verkalakis. Okay, so we know exactly who it is, right? So let's find out where he is. Well, we know where the grave is. I can teleport us there. So you guys appear in Michigan at the gravesite of Dr. White, and there's someone sitting, leaning against the gravestone. I'm going to pull out my flashlight and see who it is. You shine it at the figure sitting there, and they don't even move to block it from their eyes. But you see the blue eyes of Alexander White looking back at you. If you had done this on purpose, I wouldn't be mad at you. 
It's my fault you died. I don't blame you. You don't join a monster hunting organization without knowing the risks. I did not expect you to be amicable. It changes. I've got commands I've been given, and when moments happen, I am in the backseat again. And then I am myself when it's done, or as I'm waiting for the next thing to trigger. Is, uh, one of the things that will trigger you someone trying to kill you? And I want to, like, I want to pay attention to how he reacts to that. He didn't want you to die from what I did to you. He doesn't want you coming back as whatever it is he's made me. But he did want you to die. There's a tiny beep. And a violent explosion. The force and the fire from this explosion annihilates all the headstones around it, and the three of you are blown backwards. Jake slams into a tree, causing it to splinter. TJ hits the ground several feet away and tumbles into an open grave, and Tass collides with a gravestone that cracks as he hits it. Everybody takes five points of damage. Woof. Shit. Tass, I know how you are doing from that. Jake and TJ, how are you guys? I'm definitely unstable. Uh, same. Unstable and dying. Yeah. And Tash, you are laying against this gravestone, fighting to breathe. You can feel heat on the back of your head from where you had an impact with the gravestone. You've never been in so much pain, and everything seems distant. We watch Tass struggle to breathe once more before finally closing his eyes. We pan over to Jake against the tree, and we see a little white ball of energy come from inside of the sleeve of his armor, and it seems to move in front of his face and study him for a moment, and then it washes over him, and Jake's eyes open, but they're just light, and he stands up, and he walks over to the grave that TJ is laying unconscious in, and hops down and pulls him out, and then he walks over to Tass's body and kneels down, and reaches out a hand and closes his eyes, and teleports the three of them out of the cemetery. Jake, you wake up in the med bay at IPT. You are sitting in a chair, and right in front of you is TJ laid out in a hospital bed. There's a little glow of light next to you, and Saul floats into your vision. I was wondering when you were going to wake up. How did we get here? Well, you were all in really bad shape, and since I can possess things that are half dead, I, uh, I hopped in and collected everyone and brought you back here. So I'm next to TJ's bed, but I want to look around for where Tass is. There's no one else in the room. Where's Tass? I tried. I tried to use the healing on him and it. I'm sorry, it, it wouldn't take. I think I just bury my face in my hands for a second. Show me. And Saul floats a little higher and starts to move out the door. And you follow him out into the hallway and down a few sets of stairs into a very small room with a number of metal doors, and he floats over next to one. When I got here, I laid him down, and I laid down TJ. I wasn't sure what to do, but luckily Margaret showed up, and I think she must have known, because she she said that she would take care of him, and some others came to help TJ, but uh, she wouldn't let anyone else handle him, and so she brought him down here herself. I'm trying to decide if I can even open the thing. Like, I imagine I've got my hand on the handle, and just, like, Deep breaths, and deep breaths, and one more than I meant to take, and another one. And you can see in the corner of the room, his gear on a small metal table. I'll open it. You open the door, and you can see the sheet 
that he is covered in, and there's a tag at the end of the metal tray that says T all good. I just close it again. I'm sorry that I couldn't do more. I, uh, I need to talk to the defender. Oh, um, uh, all right. Just, uh, just a second. And he vanishes and then he appears again. All right, let's go. And you both vanish from this room and appear in that familiar white liminal space. And Saul starts to shift. And before you stands the defender. I know that I'm still not doing as good of a job as you want me to be. And I hope you know that I am trying my damnedest, but I need a favor. I need my friend back. Is there anything you can do? Can you help me bring him back? It is out of our hands now. Well, then whose hands is it in? Whoever possesses the soul. Do you know who that is? No, I can tell you that it didn't move on. How do you not know who it is? You're deities, right? Aren't you like the forces that govern the universe? There are things beyond your your sight. Aren't you all powerful? You should have listened to me. This is all outside of what I can see now. The visions, the future has become unclear ever since that crystal stayed in his head. I I think I just like shrug. I'm like, oh, well, you're not wrong. (laughs) I probably should have listened to you. If a soul doesn't move on, where could it go? Anyone with the right knowledge can collect a soul. They've used souls for years to power machines or power great magic. Whoever has his soul, it has something to do with that. Okay. I hope I have your support in whatever I'm about to do because I'm, I'm going to get my buddy back. So are we, me and you, are we good though? A time may come where I am not with you, but TJ still needs defending because his purpose is not yet fulfilled. And though the landscape has changed, his task remains. And if he does not complete it, it will mean not just the end of this world, but all worlds. And as those words resonate with you, your eyes open, and you're back in the room that you departed from, with the four metal doors and Tass's gear in a pile on a table in the corner. Uh, I'm going to head back to the room with the hospital beds where TJ is. All right, so you travel back upstairs. You pass a few people on the way, but everyone's fairly quiet as you go. And you're back inside of the room with TJ. Can TJ be woken or is he like out cold? You could wake him up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wake TJ up. Uh, how you feeling, buddy? What? Hmm? Whoa. Where am I? We're back at headquarters. We're in the med bay. Oh, okay. What do you remember? I remember white. I remember a beep. Yeah, I remember a beep. And then it all went blank. It just all went dark. White, well, he blew himself up. And the explosion got all three of us. And uh, Tass is gone. What do you mean he's gone? He died. Me and you made it because... We weren't being leached by poison vampire gas. He didn't have it left in him. No, no, he's, he, he's, <laughs> he's not gone. <laughs> you, you shouldn't me, right? He's, he's not gone. I don't know what to tell you, man. We're going to get him back, though. I talked to the defender, and he said that he hasn't passed on. So somebody snatched him. Uh, I don't know who. Could have been 
a magic user, could have been an angel or demon, I guess, but they didn't send him where he's supposed to go if it was. So somebody got him and kept him because he's not in heaven, he's not in hell, and he's not just kind of floating around. So somehow we need to figure out who and how and where they are and what they're doing with him. We need to go back to the gravesite. We need to go back, and I'm, and I'm trying to like shuffle out of the bed. You rest for a minute here. You're no good in this shape. You need to get better first before we can move on with this. I'm not losing both of you. If we go back to the gravesite, maybe I can find a trail of whoever might have taken him. I'm with you. I mean, I think that's a perfectly good next step. Okay, well, I need to get to my lab. I need to find some equipment and, and then get to the gravesite so we can pick up the trail. So, JK, as you're helping TJ get out of his hospital bed and get dressed, Margaret comes in, and she's actually got a needle of the good stuff. <laughs> Daddy's medicine? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you would be awake. I had a feeling that once you regained consciousness, you all would be on the move again, so I wanted to make sure that you're as good of a place as you can be, and she puts the needle in your arm and injects it. Hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Weird. TJ, you good now? I am spectacular. Okay. Uh, Margaret, we're going to go figure out how to bring Tass back. Be careful. As careful as I can be. Not I... for you. For him. Oh. Believe me, I have been doing this a long time. People don't always come back the way you remember them. And I'm going to... Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was waiting for. <laughs> Timely, I think the the new. I just saw the trailer for the new Pet Cemetery the other day. I've never actually seen the original. What really? Though? Oh yeah, that's what that line is from. Sometimes dead is better. Is oh. from uh, Pet Cemetery. I did not know. Okay, I'm gonna teleport us to the lab. All right, roll it. Uh, thirteen. And you guys appear in TJ's secret lab. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just gonna start scrambling around for like components and things. I'm gonna try and make a. Uh, an invention that can see auras and things. So I'm definitely going to add that to like my goggle repertoire, as it were. Oh, I see. Like what kind of auras? Oh, uh, like evil or good auras. I, I don't know what other auras there are. Are there other auras? I mean, not that you've seen. But we know that like angels and demons specifically trade in souls. So oh, if yeah. we think somebody's collected it, it stands to reason that they have a good or evil aura. Mm hmm. I mean, we can ask Sol if he knows anything about it. He can see auras. Uh, why don't we just take him and ask him? Okay, well, do you need anything else while we're here? I don't think so. I've got everything I need. Electroblaster, check. Uh, goggles, check. Let's go. Okay, yeah. well, then I'll just teleport us straight to the graveyard. <laughs> so now you've been to his secret laboratory twice that you don't know where it is, and you don't know why it is. Yeah. And you watch him run around and then turn and be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eleven. All right. Yeah, you guys make it back to Dr. White's gravesite. Uh, what time of day is it, by the way? Is it? It's about one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so we can see everything just fine, basically. Yep. Okay, um, I'm going to... And it is carnage here. You guys arrive right at the almost epicenter of this blast. There's police tape around the outside of the cemetery. You don't see any headstones within 200 feet that aren't annihilated. You can see the tree that you remember now cracking into, and it's got a huge dent in it. About 50 feet away, you can see a gravestone that is stained with maroon for Tass hit. Is there anybody around? Right now, there is not. Uh, I'm going to summon Soul, ask him to come out. I guess we haven't really clarified how I get him. Yeah, maybe it's just like, uh, is it like I Dream of Genie, where you just 
close your eyes and wiggle your nose and nod your head and he appears. Well, it is now. Oh, God, why are we back here? Well, we know now from the Defender that somebody took him, that somebody took his soul, and the only thing we can think of is maybe there's a shred of evidence here of who it was. You know, somebody had to show up and collect him and keep him. This is the only place. Like, it, it happened here, so we need to figure out who it was somehow. So we're looking around. Can you use, like, your aura reading powers and see if anybody real good or bad has been here? I can see if someone is here. Like, I can tell what they are, but they don't really leave, like, a, a trail or anything. What about, like, stuff they had or parts of them? Like, if we found somebody's fingernail clippings or something, but they were supremely evil, would you be able to tell? Probably not. If it was an item of theirs, like... Say there was some Jack the Ripper and he left his knife. I could probably be like, oh, that's an evil knife because he'd used it a lot. He'd imprinted on it, but just an item, no. Okay, well, let's start hunting around and just see if we can find anything. Sure. I'm just going to go ahead and start looking around uh, Tass's grave that he hit. Uh, I'm going to look around like the epicenter and see what I can make out of the doctor. Okay, who wants to go first? I will. Jake, roll investigate a mystery. Uh, seven. All right, so Jake, you get a hold one. Uh, what happened here? So I imagine that your memory of it is a little cloudy, but you can very clearly see that the three of you approached and you were talking to Dr. White and the explosion comes from him. He must have had something hidden on him that he was told to use at a certain time and you don't find any trace of him. Um, and I think that from what you guys know about how a Vercolacus has to be killed, that the explosion from this would count as the fire. Well, that's good, I guess. At least he, he's gone, gone. Okay, now TJ. Uh, Nate. Okay, you get a hold one. What is being concealed here? You examine the area around where Tass's body was found, and you find proof of two sets of footprints. The first set comes from where the explosion originated with Dr. White. They appear in that location, walk straight over to where Tass was laying, and then vanish. The second set appear almost exactly where the first set appear, and they also walk over to Tass, and then they move around the tombstone as if looking for something, and then over to the grave that you had fallen into, and to the tree Jake had slammed against, and then they vanish. And as you walk back over to the tombstone, you notice a dollar bill sticking out from underneath some of the rubble from the broken tombstone. Does it have, like, any aura or magic electromagnetic whatever on it or anything it's a dollar just straight up dollar bill huh? yep oh god uh well i'm never one to shy away from money so <laughs> i'll pick it up and uh jake hmm got a dollar here good for you yeah um i know this sounds weird but can you have soul take a look at it soul yeah do you read any aura off this dollar bill no okay <laughs> So it's a straight up dollar dollar bill, y'all. Well, um, well, dollar bill. Yeah, yeah. I pocket it. Don't know where else to look. I, 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 I see two different types of footprints here, though. Um, looks like one that came up to where Tass was, and then they don't go anywhere. Like they stop, and then that's it. It's almost like whoever was standing there vanished. And then another set. They're kind of moving around a bit. Um, is that your footprint? They're not. No. Saul, can you read anything from these footprints? 
No. Okay. Uh, well, maybe if we follow the footprints back to their origin, maybe we can find something. You said they just kind of appear, right? They appear at right where the blast happened and then walk over to where Tass laid. All right. Well, so somebody, it looks like, did show up and just went straight to Tass. So that's probably whoever claimed him. And then somebody else kind of looked around the area. I guess so. Um Almost like they're maybe seeing if our souls were coming out of ours, our, our bodies. Either that or it was Nash coming to make sure the job was done. I don't like that idea. Eh, I mean, it's not much worse than anything else so far. <laughs> well, um, we got a dollar. You want to go to the arcade? Maybe Rev can use his magic and show us just what happened here. Maybe we can roll this back and see who was here. Um, yeah. Okay. So then let's, let's go, go to him. Uh, all right, I'll teleport us outside Rev's door. Uh, 11. Yeah, you guys appear outside of the door to Rev's apartment. Sweet. Um, I'm going to give him a knock. After a couple of seconds, he answers. Hey, buddy. How'd it go? Oh, uh, well, you don't have to worry about Tass being killed by this gas. You don't have to worry about that at all. Because he oh my goodness. was killed in an explosion instead. Boy, I feel like I just give him a slow head tilt, like staring at him. Like Stewie and Family Guy. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, he shuts the door. Uh, I knock again. Who's there? Still us. Nope. This is some kind of weird dream again or something. Open the door. Let me take a second run at this. He opens the door. I'm going to give him a hug, and then I'm going to kind of hold him away from me, and I'm going to say, Tass is gone, but we are going to get him back. We're trying to figure out who might have taken him. You know, he hasn't passed on. Somebody's got his soul. We investigated the gravesite, and we can see some footprints going around, but we can't pick up anything on whose they are. But if you, you know, you can show us another time and place, if you can do that again, we might just see whoever took him outright. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on in, guys. And he leads you up the stairs. And goes over to his circle and starts to lay out a couple of items. So he asks you guys a couple of questions, like the exact location and about the time that you think it happened. And he asks you both to stand in the circle. As the vision comes into focus, we see a tombstone. And then Tass comes flying into the scene, slamming against the tombstone, shattering it. And he lays there for a moment, trying to breathe. And then a figure walks up to him, but you can't see the face. In fact, you can't see any details. It's like the whole body is blurred. But you can see enough to know that they reach down, and Tass reaches up, and then there is a soft glow, and then a flash, and then the figure is gone, and Tass's body slumps to the ground. So while you guys are examining this, Jake, roll investigate a mystery. Okay. All right, eight. You get to hold one. What's being concealed here? As this figure vanishes, you see the dollar bill that TJ found at the graveyard flutter to the ground and get wedged underneath a chunk of the broken tombstone. Uh, TJ, give me that dollar. And I pull it out. It's a dollar. I want to take it and, like, look at it. Roll investigate a mystery. <laughs> uh, seven. You get to hold one. What's being concealed here? You can see on the corner of this dollar bill, there is a thumbprint. It looks like it's pressed in blood. Oh, hey, I think we've got we've got somebody's DNA. There's a bloody thumbprint on this thing. Can we use that? Can we call them with it? Yeah, I mean, if you've got 
something of somebody, I could I could summon them. Oh my god. If our if our running theory is that one of them is Gregory Nash and we summon him into this place right now, we are all obliterated from reality. He will be in a summoning circle. Like that's not how it works. He doesn't get to just run rampant here. Oh, he'll see all of our faces. But but he's probably seen him anyway. Oh God, mine. No, I think we've kept your involvement pretty low key. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like a smash cut of just every time we have said "rev" in front of other people. Yeah. Rev, 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 rev. <laughs> well, I think this is the best bet we've got. All right, and so he takes the dollar bill and he puts it into the circle and he goes around boxcars again <laughs> this is all i'm allowed to do is just roll magic with these two dice uh, and he lays out some other pieces on the summoning circle and he closes his hands energy starts to radiate from his fingertips and he spreads his hands across and smoke fills the circle tass your ears are ringing from this explosion you don't know where the other two went but you at least have the sense that this is over as bad as you feel, you don't feel the effects of the poison, which is unfortunate because you're bleeding to death and your breath is labored and your vision is fuzzy, but a pair of boots step into your line of sight and a hand reaches down and it's being offered to you, palm up. I think I reflexively take it. And as you do, you feel all the pain go away. I want to see what I'm feeling here. You look up and you see the face of Damien O'Doyle. Jake and TJ Rev has cast this summoning spell and the smoke in the circle starts to clear and you see a pair of boots and then a pair of dark jeans and a leather jacket oh, no. and you see the face of Damien O'Doyle uh. <laughs> standing inside of the summoning circle. Son of a bitch. Hi, Damien. Hey, guys. Fancy meeting you here. Yeah. Um, we found something of yours and I'll hold up the dollar. Or, oh. or I'll indicate the dollar, I guess. I assume I don't have it in my hand anymore. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you some advice. My dad used to give me. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> so you were at the graveyard. What's that now? The graveyard where we all got our asses kicked earlier and Tass died. You were at it? Oh. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that rings a bell. Please, please don't dick with me. Did you collect his soul? I did. Can we have him back? I don't have him anymore. What does that mean? I traded it. What'd you trade it for? Is that the question you really want to ask? No. The question I want to ask is, where can I find my friend's soul now? Oh, all right. Oh, well, that's information. And, uh, well, you know how demons work. Gotta trade this for that. And as far as I remember, and he moves his hand into his pocket, and he throws a coin out. And it has your signature on it, Jake. You guys already owe me one. So maybe we cash out on that before we go making a second bargain. I'll pick up the coin. What do you want us to do? Well, first off, how about you uh, break this circle? It's kind of rude. And you see him turn. And he takes in Rev for the first time. You see Rev's a little like, oh, hmm, hi. I'll look at Rev and I'll go, see, we've totally kept your name and face out of... Yeah, yeah. I think it's okay, like... Damien's a cool dude. He's been pretty cool to us in the past, so I don't think there's any harm in it. Rev goes over and breaks the circle, and Damien kind of stretches and yawns. Uh, I'll go over and like shake his hand. 
I guess I don't know the intricacies and like courtesies of uh, summoning extra planar beings or anything. I didn't realize this was a rude thing to do. Yeah, that's fair. It'd be like if I invited you into my house and you walked in the front door into a cage. I mean, yeah, that that would be <laughs> extraordinarily rude. You're right. What do you want us to do? What's our? How do I fulfill my end of our bargain? I need you guys to pull off a little heist. Yes. Yes. Heist. <laughs> Love it. Is this Jake or is this Jake? This is Jake. Oh, okay, good. Jake, on the other hand, nods solemnly. There's a woman in Chicago who collects magical artifacts, and she deals in information as well, and she's got a necklace that I'd like you to relieve her of. Okay. Do you have anything else that might help us more? What's her name? Her name is Strom. I'm not just going to throw you into the viper's nest. I've got a little bit of information for you. And he holds his hand out, and a roll of papers appear, and he walks over to the table in the middle of Rev's living room and spreads them out, and it is blueprints. Hell yes. And you can see that they are marked up. I do genuinely now open up Spotify, search for heist music, and start a playlist on like the Bluetooth speaker in Rev's place. I am so hyped for this. Uh, on the side of the blueprints is a key that is color-coded, and you can see that there are circles and X's all over this. So I'm actually going to hand you guys the blueprints for this place as Damien goes over them with you. So here you go. Holy shit, Rev. That is comprehensive. You guys are going to lose. That is three genuine pages of blueprints. Yeah. So the first thing that you need to realize is that where it says third floor yeah. is actually... Her top floor. Okay. So she takes possession of the top three floors of this building, and you have to take the elevator to the top floor and then go down. So the first floor is her living quarters, and it's also where she meets to do business. But she's also a bit of a socialite, and so the second floor, you go down a set of stairs, and it's just a big gathering hall. It is where she has galas, she has meetings, she has pieces on display there. It is just a big look-what-I-have room. Everybody come eat dinner or come over for this charity event or I'm having an auction for some rare piece. And then the first floor, which is the bottom floor, is essentially her vault. That is where all the good stuff is. And she even has a vault within her vault. And then again, if you see red, that's something that she's got there to defend. Like, not a defense, but a thing, a person. Blue means that that area is warded by magic. Green means it's protected by technology. So some of them are both. On the third floor, you'll see those four blue X's. Those are the locations of her rune sets. So I know that you're able to teleport, so if you want to even consider being able to teleport out, you got to destroy those four runes. Okay, I get the color coding. Can you walk me through the rest of it in a little more detail, though? Yeah, but you know, before we get into too much detail about that, well, I got to ask, have you guys ever done... Any B and E before? I did a bed and breakfast once uh, out in Indiana, <laughs> <laughs> and you can see he kind of slaps his hand to his face and drags it down. Uh, that's a that's a B and B. This is a B and E breaking and entering. Oh, 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 you're right, Jake. I have no idea what he's talking about. It's it's crime. He's talking about crimes. Oh, crimes. Yeah. Okay. Well, this yes. is going to be a little more tricky than your average B and E because. Uh, the thing about Strom is she, uh, yeah, she, uh, come again. She can. Uh, did, 
are you okay? <laughs> she <clears throat> she can see the future. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app. <laughs>